1: Welcome to the Sif Spoil. We're going to talk all the hanging threads, romances, jokes, easter eggs, cameos, deaths, resurrections, and post-credit sequences. They all die. For nope. Nope. Uh, All right. Let's get into it. It is not a UFO. It is an animal. It's a space animal.
2: Yeah. How about um, that? Creature design was stellar. Pretty so impressive. So unique and so yeah. original.
1: Very jellyfish, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: like uh, I, I'm still trying to figure out if it had like a tarp on it or if it was just a a furled up version of itself. Like I think I'm it's a to-
1: furled up version of itself. I think it's it's like it's kind of part squid, part jellyfish. Very aquatic. There's a very aquatic feel. Mm. Like the sky is its water. Um, because like it can like have you ever seen like a a, a squid do like ultra um, camouflage stuff? Oh yeah, like. That's pretty impressive stuff. And jellyfish kind of have the same thing where they can like compact their body, and then you know it's very jellyfish the way that it eats, the way that yeah. So um, man, what an what an interesting creature design.
2: Yeah, that's probably my biggest like pro for the movie is the creature design. I couldn't say it during the show because I think one thing the marketing really did well for this is they didn't have like I didn't know what this movie was about. So yeah. I didn't yeah. know it was an aliens. Um, so, yeah, it was, I was pleasantly surprised. And to find out that it wasn't a UFO. Like right. A, uh, where do you want to start?
1: Um, I don't know. There's, again, there's so much running through my brain. Um, You know, we can start with the uh, birthday massacre, if you want. Uh, Where yeah. the chimp goes crazy and... You know, there is, uh, again, the the movie starts there, which I, I find notable and interesting because, uh, again, I think it's, it's trying to set the stage for the idea of when we don't pay attention to the reality of a situation, um, it can be the end of us, the end of our destruction. And then, so this character gets, you know, uh, survives a uh, mauling, uh, th- that well he doesn't get mauled but he sees all yeah. 3 of his co-stars get mauled he sees at least 2 of them and we know the girl uh, also survives but get you know gets her face you know kind of eaten off yeah. uh by the monkey thanks to a, a convenient gust of wind uh that uh blew yeah. up the the veil that she was wearing at the um so what do you think the that scene is trying to say
2: or that so, the entire that moment that stretched out throughout this movie. I guess. So
1: basically we see him and the fact that he is unable to process the reality of this. We see this in the fact that when he's asked about it, he says the best way to understand it is to watch an SNL skit about it. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious and also really traumatic. Like the idea that, you know, he, the only way he can process it is through pretending it's hilarious um, and again, I think that's what the the movie is saying a lot about the idea of again, f- you know, false versus reality, not being willing to confront the actuality of things. Um, so he has taken that, and I guess he after that starred in a you know uh, Junipers or Jupiter's Kids or something, yeah, where he has taken that Western persona and created this you know kind of ranch that people can go to, and then the highlight of this ranch is this show where the this creature eats a horse so he's been feeding horses to this creature as a live show yeah. um to these people for a long time and again that mirrors kind of the idea of dealing with a dangerous creature but pretending it's entertainment pretending that it's a you know a show and he's kind of has lived this circular life and then eventually he is you know eaten uh, by the entertainment, it destroys him um, and, you know, chews him up and eats him, you know? And I think there's some metaphor there with the entertainment industry and, you know, how, what it does to child actors and, you know, all sorts of stuff. Um, So, yeah, I think that's, that's the through line of that character and how it relates to the monster and what the monster has come to expect to be fed. You got to feed the beast, you know? Um, which, as content creators, you know that feeling—you know, feeding the monster, feeding the beast, like feed this idea of always wanting more—and um, I always have to find, you know, something to put out there. Um, again, a lot, a lot of these these themes just kind of circle around this, and I'm still processing a lot of them. But, but it's definitely using that verse from Nahum at the beginning means something. It's saying something about—I should look that verse up. Um. Let's see. I think I have it up here. So Nahum three six. I will cast abominable filth upon you, make you vile, and make you a spectacle. So this this idea that in order for us to really understand the reality of things, we have to see the vileness of it. We have to see the filth of it. And this creature at times does cast vile and filth. And there's like a whole blood rain section that I thought was really compelling um, where like, it's basically regurgitating whatever remains of the audience that it just had for dinner um, out upon this house. And there's this idea that the beast won't eat you unless you're looking at it. So this idea that if we can look away from the, the entertainment machine, the false, you know uh, you know, reality of things um, that, that kind of, th- or maybe it's, again, maybe it's a comment on police brutality and just, you know, do you, don't look them in the eye. Don't, you know, just do you keep your head down, don't get involved, you know, kind of thing and you'll be safe. Um, so yeah, I don't, I again, I don't know. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I just know that I keep thinking about it and keep thinking, you know, what does it mean and what does it represent?
2: Okay. I actually like that. That that uh, gave me a different perspective on it because whenever I think of that whole segment, whenever the, we're mm-hmm. talking about the birthday scene, um, yeah. w- if I'm looking at it at face value without any metaphor, you know, like uh, holding it sure. up, I don't think that that scene or that segment lends itself in any way to the progression of the story because... Steven Yun's character uh was it Jude is that what it is June I think was his name? I
1: have to look yeah. anyway um, his
2: <clears throat> the
1: was Steven's character we have this it says issue. Ricky I think Jupe was Jupe was the nickname of his Jupiter's whatever character uh, okay but I think that the actual uh, character's name is Ricky
2: okay well uh regard like I don't that segment with the birthday. Uh, scene doesn't serve tw- anything towards the the story arc of the uh, spaceship or the creature, I guess I should say, because we learn it is actually a creature. Um, like it, it doesn't progress that story at all. So whenever Steven does die and all those people die, the relevance of that story dies with them. And mm. it makes me think, oh, well. That didn't go anywhere, you know? Because if Steven Young's not one of our main characters, it, then it feels like we're spending so much time focusing on this story about this chimpanzee that, like, if we're focusing so much on it, then why isn't it affecting our main characters? Uh, which are, you know... Uh,
1: I guess my it, only... I, I can see what you're saying. I can see what you're saying. My only defense of that is to say without that character... I think our characters are left without some crucial exposition. So like that character plays a role in them understanding what the creature is, you know, when, when most of the discoveries they make, uh, they make on his ranch, right? Like on, on his thing, like the, the, the biggest discovery that, um, that the Kaluuya character has is, you know, when he goes and watches, you know, what they're doing there and then the lights shut down and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, so that would be the only thing. But I see, I, I see what you're saying. I guess because I, I was trying to tune in so much more to the themes and the metaphors that it seems more valuable to me to the plot than it probably does to you.
2: And with the Jordan Peele film, I think I should have gone in with that mentality of trying to look, you know, below mm-hmm. the surface. But I guess whenever I was like looking at Daniel Kaluuya's performance being so dry and doldrum mm-hmm. drumish for me that. That took me out enough to where it was difficult for me to look below the surface on other elements right. of the movie.
1: Right. Um, <clears throat> we can talk about some other things uh, yeah. now that we're, we can get specifics. Man, that first time when they uh, t- try to get the Oprah shot and the thing goes on its side mm. is like mind blowing visual. Like, I was just like, that is so cool like when he's and there's this moment where he's like it's coming up behind him and it kind of like tilts like this and he's riding the horse i was just like there's some really cool visual moments yeah. uh in that chase and that whole plan is a lot of fun and we oh, didn't even yeah. talk about the guy from fries uh that becomes kind of their their ally I oh angel torres mm-hmm. yeah. yeah five stars angel five stars
2: yeah <laughs> uh i kind of found him annoying did you yeah Okay. I kind of found him. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of found Kiki Palmer annoying in the beginning. Towards the end I started to like her character.
1: Man, I really like them. I really thought they were good. I it's just all the little things that this 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 movie is doing that fall into this idea of spectacle and visuals and screens. And the fact that the the creature's like maw is kind of looks like kind of like a like a screen, like a TV screen, in fact so much so that in the intro they put the yeah. The horse rider in that that we don't know what we're looking at the, at that point which i think is brilliant um and and so it, it kind of looks like a screen the idea that like they set up the cameras and the guy from Fry's is watching them and then his co-worker is like in the background eating popcorn watching yeah. what's going on and even says something like you know uh did oj survive or whatever like like she's watching a movie like you know instead of understanding that it's real um, you know, all that plays into there. The fact that his name is OJ is intentional Oh yeah, that plays totally into the ideas of race, police brutality, the ideas are police corruption. I should say in that case, the ideas of, you know, um, uh, entertainment value instead of reality, like that's all of that stuff is, has to be intentional. Um, oh yeah. Even, so. like,
2: whenever we're first introduced to O.J., there's that visceral visceral reaction from, you know, the actress and her, you know, her P.A. And right. They're like, yeah. oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, what did you think of uh, the cinematographer, Holst?
1: I That was the one character I didn't buy into. Like, if we're yes. talking about performances, his was the one performance where I was like, this is a little bit much for me. Yeah. It seemed a little bit affected for me um it didn't didn't feel as much a part of the real world as every other his, performance did for me his death was pointless i guess i yes but also i think it's saying something about the idea of you know like when he kind of gets the shot but he wants the better shot and you realize he's not doing this because he really cares about them he's doing this for his own you know notoriety those kind of things and so I think that plays into the idea of white saviorism. I think it plays into the idea of how many uh, black stories are told by white people um, and how that impacts things. Um, I think it's interesting that the creature spits out the white guy because of the barbed wire. And there's almost this idea of that, you know, the, 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 and I, I say white, but Angel Torres is not necessarily a uh, Caucasian character. Um, but a non black character, but you know puts on the you know the the barbed wire, so to speak, as some sort of almost protection and there's you know um there 's almost ways that certain parts of the population are more protected than others like i don 't know like the movie is maybe i 'm just putting it on there, but that 's what I think is part of the beauty of the movie is like it allows you to paint these narratives and these ideas um and there 's clearly something intentional going on in that ballpark, you know mm. so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: let's see here. I'm trying to think of another scene in this movie that really stuck out to me. Um, gosh. Yeah, I can't think of anything. I expected this to be a little bit of a longer uh
1: <laughs> oh, No, 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 it's fine. If we've talked about everything we need to talk about, then yeah. then we're good. I we we hit most of the major scenes that I wanted to hit, you know, you talk about the the idea that the, the horse trainers aren't even needed as much anymore because you can just CG that. And when they get kicked out, you see like the green screen oh, yeah. horse getting wheeled in or whatever. This again applies to the idea of reality versus fiction and the glossing over of what is real and what isn't real so that it becomes hard to know the difference um, because we're more interested in spectacle than we are in truth, like all that stuff.
2: One, I just thought of something. Uh, the TMZ Motorcyclist. Sure. Yeah, I liked his Daft Punkish motorcycle helmet, where it's just chromed all the way around,
1: and very much re- reminiscent of the the mirror ball that they used that yeah, spoke to the horse. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Um, I like the fact that they gave him that chrome helmet. You know, because that says something about how he is faceless, but he he all he does is reflect everything. Mm-hmm. And the thing about that is it's distorted his helmets you know it's not a flat surface so i think it's a commentary on uh a distorted view of yes. or, of a reflection of everything yes. back so i agree that part i liked and yeah. and he got his comeuppance too he's like yeah.
1: just screaming for his camera till the bitter end he was like wait don't move me until you take a picture take yeah. a picture yeah yeah but again it uh, screams the again those themes of exploitation and spectacle and the the value of the the entertainment in the spectacle over the idea of reality and truth. The Reality and truth is you're a mess, you need a hospital, but the the modern spectacle culture says take a picture, I can get paid for it, you know, yeah. Kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we've talked about, you know, pretty much everything I I wanted to kind of go in detail about. Um i there's there's a uh the shot at the end you know she takes the the picture with the well i thought I thought that was set up really uh expertly and paid off uh really well, pardon the pun, <laughs>
2: I like how she was saying, oh man, last quarter last quarter, while well, she's standing <laughs> on a mountain of quarters at her feet you know huh yeah. yeah, but uh, I do like uh, uh where would you rank this? i know there's only three movies you know second second behind get yeah. out,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but again, I wasn't as much of a fan as us as a lot of people uh were. It's just the um, ending of that movie. I don't I don't hate it. Um the performances are absolutely incredible. Um yeah. but I just I have some issues with yeah, the way it ends and how that impacts my ability to understand the movie. Yeah. But um but yeah, this is number 2 for me. Cool. And then there's the shot right at the very end where he is mirrored uh not mirrored, I'm sorry, uh framed by the um cowboy uh
2: oh yeah uh, so and it's the, the
1: it's the exact picture of his answer like th- that his ancestor took for the very first motion picture mm-hmm. i thought that was that was really cool a nice little easter egg um
2: i just remembered so. uh the the post credit thingy oh yeah what what is it what it what, just what says it? uh you know when it's doing like a special thank you you know and yeah. all that stuff it yeah. says uh, Thank you to uh Haywood uh ranch for like animal handling and stuff like that. Like it was oh. it was hidden in there,
1: so that's funny. That's not because that doesn't even exist. That's not even yeah. a real thing. So that's that's really funny. Um nice, nice. Well there you go. Some siF spoil on uh what I think is a movie that's gonna stick with me for a while. Uh nope. So uh, there you go. If you have anything you want to let us know, make sure and, uh, and uh, let us know if there's anything we missed. Otherwise, we'll catch you the next time we need to spoil something for you. Yep.
0: Bye. Bye